Live from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studio, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700KBGG, sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. Hey, everybody, welcome back in. Second hour, Jimmy B and TC. We roll all the way till 3 today on the Big Talker 1700. It's always good when we get a chance to catch up with Alex Halstead, 24-7 Cyclone Alert. And he joins us on the Draft House 50 Hotline, Mill Civic Parkway, West Des Moines. Hello, Alex. Hey, guys. How are you guys doing? We're doing good. Uh, lots going on. A busy time, even... You know, the times that aren't supposed to be busy, it seems like there's always things happening. And we're going to get into the Cyclones. We're going to get into uh, some talk about summer hoops and all those things and recruiting. But before that, Alex, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but you're a Twins fan like myself, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's what I thought. Are you a believer that this team can contend all the way through the season now as we pass the halfway mark? Or are you more in the line of thinking like myself, uh, waiting for the other shoe to drop? Well, I've, I've kind of been waiting for that other suited drop, you know, through the late part of June, thinking, you know, it's been good that they've stuck in it for a couple months. And uh, every time it starts to look like they're going on the slide, they seem to go on a little small winning streak and getting it back up. But I think now they're three games above 500 after going on a little slide. So, you know, the fact that they've now gotten into July above 500 has me thinking you know, maybe they can contend there right there with the Royals and uh, in the Indians. So it'll be interesting, I think, see how they kind of maybe come out of that all-star break here shortly, um, you know, I think a week or so away. But uh, I'm starting to maybe think they can maybe at least get to August and still be in that contention. Having a conversation with Alex Halstead, 24-7 Cyclone Alert, on the Draft House 50 hotline. All right, Alex, let's get into uh, a little basketball first, and then we'll jump over to football. Uh, from the Cap City League, what have you seen so far that you like? Well, we did get to see Lard for the first time. Yeah. Um, I was there, and uh, he showed up with 10 minutes left in the first half. So he's a little late, but we did get to see him you know, for 20, 25 minutes. And it's hard to get too much out of those, but uh, I think the one thing he shows is he does have a lot of athleticism, athleticism the way he'd go up. And I think he caught a alley from uh, Mario Shayok. And you know, so it was good to just kind of see him in action. He's, I don't think we learned a ton. I think the thing that we probably know about him is, that you know he's going to be continue to be a work in progress. I think people got so much hype around him because the timing of him coming in, and maybe he could be that savior last year at that forward spot. But he probably had some unrealistic expectations for how early he could have played. Um, he said, actually, we talked to him after that performance last. I think it would have been Thursday, and he said he knew from the first day he got here that he was going to redshirt, um, which is funny because they kind of always left that door open. But he said Proma told him he was going to redshirt and. He's up to 225 pounds or so, so he's added 20 pounds. That includes getting sick here recently. So, um, you know, the good thing is he's adding weight, and I think the big thing for him this year is going to be more of an energy-type guy as they continue to work on his offensive game. You know, uh, Salman Young, we saw what he meant to that team a year ago on the defensive end. What can he be in your mind offensively, not just this year, but into the future? How much more upside is there to that offensive game? Or do you see this guy as, as going to be known as more a defensive guy than anybody that really turns into a pure scorer on the block? Yeah, I think that's really the biggest question surrounding Solomon is what is the next step for his offensive game? Because what we saw from it last year, his role wasn't to necessarily be out there because they had, you know, and be a big scorer or anything because they, they had, um, you know, Nazmi Kulong and Matt Thomas and Monte Morris and Deontay Burton. And those guys could do that. And Donovan Jackson off the bench, 
this year I think that will change a little bit, you know, because I think we'll probably end up seeing them rely on their guards, probably Donovan Jackson and maybe Wendell Wigginton as uh, a couple of their main go-to scorers, um, both beyond the arc and driving. But, you know, Solomon Young, you know, maybe I think eventually does he become a, a 10 and 10 guy or a 12 and 10 guy um, close to that double double, but not necessarily a, ever a huge score because I think a lot of his game is going to uh, be, you know, the, that put back guy and second chance points. But also, I know the big key for him and the thing that Steve Prohm has wanted him to work on this offseason is developing a little bit more of a jumper because um, they, they say he does have some jumper and we haven't necessarily seen a lot because it wasn't needed. But, you know, maybe that will become more part of his game if he can t- continue to improve that and maybe get to that 10 to 12 point uh, per game guy. Maybe not next year, but maybe as a junior. Having a conversation right now with Alex Halstead, 24-7 Cyclone Alert on the Draft House 50 hotline. Alex, run through some of the games when, in which you have seen. Um, I know the Cameron Laird sighting was important, but who has stood out to you of the new guys? I think Shayok probably just, and that that might be just because I've seen him so much okay. every night so far, but he's not going to play next year. But I think when you see him, just the way that he scores, um, you know, just his length and you know, kind of the way he drives and that sort of thing. I mean, it's not against this world-class defense or anything, but I think you can still kind of just see what type of game he has as that slasher type guy who's now working on his three-point shot so that he can do more at Iowa State than he did at Virginia. And, and talking to him, you know, he was an 8.9 points per game guy at Virginia, their third leading scorer. Um, on a team that didn't really score a lot. So I think he's really excited about the open offense. He's going to get a full year off to work on his three-point shot. He's been pretty impressive, just what you can get out of the Cap City League. And uh, he'll probably break the all-time, uh, the Cap City League record for points in a you know, season, I guess, or whatever, or points in a, okay. in a summer. So you know, he's been a really, really good scorer. And I think just his length and seeing him up next to Michael Jacobson, he's probably about the same height as Michael Jacobson, maybe an inch shorter and so he's, I think that's probably both ways. Jacobson's shorter than he's listed, and Shayak is all of what he's listed. But just his height, his length, and everything, I think he could be a really good player for Iowa State 2018-19, especially you know, with some of what they're losing, Donovan Jackson. I wouldn't be surprised if he's one of their top scorers that year. All right, then let me follow up then. It is my contention that this coming season will be very interesting to see how the pieces of the puzzle fit together. But the following year where you talk about Shyock, you talk about Jacobson, uh, the young guys, including Laird, will have a year under them. It'll be the following year, I think, where Iowa State is going to be really, really good. Is that fair, or am I off base? Yeah, I think that's, that's totally how I feel, and I think fans are probably starting to feel that way more and more. I think there was a point in April when we talked that this year could have been a year if they'd gotten Elijah Brown and hit you know, hit on Daryl Edwards and hit on some of these guys. And that's kind of what the ideal situation was for both the staff and the fans was, you know, maybe get a score like Elijah Brown who end up going to Oregon or Daryl Edwards who went to LSU or some of these other guys that they missed on. If you get them, you know, this year, I think people would say seventh straight NCAA tournament. And that could still be a goal for this team. But I think realistically you're looking at, this is going to be a building year because between, um, you know, Cameron and Solomon, uh, you know, those two guys are both young. Lindo Wigginton and Terrence Lewis will both be freshmen this year. But when you think about all those guys getting the experience and the minutes that they're going to get this year, going into eighteen nineteen, 
that would be a bonus. Plus, then you got, like you said, Shayok and Jacobson and whatever you add in the 2018 recruiting class. I think 2018-19 is kind of the year that people think that could be the year that, you know, they could be, you know, back to where they want to be. Not that they can't do things this year, but the expectations, I think, have changed a little bit just because of what they lost and some of the guys they missed out in the spring. I want to ask you about one more guy that uh, you've seen play in the league a little bit, not an Iowa State guy, not even a collegiate guy, but I uh, wanted to get your thoughts a little bit on Tyreek LaCour. He's playing on that team with Shayok and uh, a guy that's had some good games up to this point, still a kid just going into his junior year of high school, and, and you think about that and some of the guys that he's going up against, impressive some of the numbers he's put up to this point. North Dakota, Drake, his two D1 offers at this point, Iowa, Iowa State, I know, starting to sniff around a little bit more. What you've seen out of him as a player and, and what you're hearing about Iowa State and uh, maybe Iowa coming in with a possible offer. Yeah, I didn't see him a little bit early on because he has some team camps with uh, Des Moines North, but I did see him actually um, just last week too. And, uh, you know, I think the big question with him is his height because when you see him out there, he can do a lot of the things that you would want out of that point guard position or out of that guard position. He can obviously shoot and we saw some of that. And then also he can really get to the, to the rim, even with his height. But I think that's the big question is how much more does he continue to grow? And you don't necessarily have to be huge. I mean, Iowa state, the uh, four star that they had in over the weekend for 2018 at the point guard position is uh, Tyler Harris out of Memphis, who's five foot nine. And have, if he was six foot two, he'd probably be, you know, more in the Lindell Wigginton ranking weight, um, you know, area. But, you can be 5'9 and still get by uh, at that position if you can do some other things. So I think Tyreek can do those. You mentioned the two offers he has. Uh, I talked to him probably a couple weeks ago, and he told me uh, he is hearing from Iowa State. That, uh, they did go see him a little bit this last year. He went to their team camp with, with Des Moines North, and uh, he's been in contact with Daniel Robinson and Steve Prome. So like you said, they're still kind of sniffing around and getting a little bit more into that recruitment, and it'll be interesting to see how his recruitment evolves, I think, probably with AAU in July, but also, you know, with his junior season coming up because um, he is starting to kind of emerge a little bit, and the big question is probably his height, but uh, he can do all the other things uh, out on the court. Are they pretty well going to uh, take a little time to relax? And if so, then when can they uh, go after to try to recruit players? Well, I would say, you know, the spring, or I should say the spring, the summer evaluation period for July is going to be getting here uh, shortly, and you get three weeks in July, basically okay. three weekends in July. And so this is kind of the crunch time of uh, you really got to figure out who, who you're in good shape with and try to figure out new guys to offer in this period because once some of these kids get to August, you know, they start looking at their official visits, and all of a sudden November sneaks up pretty quick. So July will be a big month for Iowa State. I'm going to see these 2018 kids and especially seeing kids that you want because – if you show up at all their games, it kind of shows where they are on your list. And then um, this time last year, you know, last July is when Iowa State offered Race Thompson, though. So it's also the time of year where we might start seeing them offer 2019 kids um, and see that board begin to expand. Well, back to the uh, 2018 board. Tyler Harris was on a visit, the four-star guard. Uh, another guy that's not real big, five foot nine, uh, that the Cyclones are looking after. You mentioned Race Thompson from up in Minneapolis. Uh, power forward prospect. What's it shaping up with, and uh, what do you hear about the visit for Harris when he was in campus last weekend? Yeah, well, you know, so I talked to Harris right before the before the visit. I haven't talked to him um, after as he's traveling, and then Fourth of July. But before the visit, you know, he knows Cameron Payne. They're both from Memphis. 
Um, they, they've worked out together. He told me he's known Cameron Payne since he was young. And so, you know, there's the, obviously that connection, you know, prone putting him into the NBA. Uh, but also, you know, Harris has really liked Iowa State, Wichita State, Ole Miss have kind of been schools that have been at the top of his list. And we've got him as the 69th best player in the country, so it would be a big start to their class. And mm-hmm. uh, what I heard Friday was uh, Iowa State's probably the team to beat there, that he's leaning towards Iowa State. Uh, he did not commit Sunday, though, after his visit. And it was an unofficial visit, so you know, he could still come back on an official plus office as much as he wants to pay his own way. So I think it was good for them to get a visit, especially an unofficial visit, before he gets into this July period. And um, he told me he's for sure going to sign in November, but he doesn't necessarily have a clear timeline. So it's possible maybe he goes through some of this July and uh, you know sees what schools maybe come in still. But at the same time, I think Iowa State's probably the team to beat there. It's just a matter of, does he do it soon or does he take some time? But uh, it's not a for sure thing, but I think Iowa State's in a good shape at least right now going into the July period. Uh, we're having a conversation with Alex Halstead, Cyclone Alert. All the Cyclone news right there, 24-7, Cyclone Alert on the Draft House 50 hotline. Okay, take me to football. Uh, Iowa made big news getting the running back, uh, even though it's only for one year, but they uh, – get the grad transfer and James Butler out of Nevada. So what has Iowa State got cooking up their sleeve? Well, the, the big thing they're hoping still happens, uh, really, and the only thing I think we'll still see is Camilo Tangamoa still isn't on campus now. He could be a big difference maker because right now in the middle of that defensive line, you got Ray Lima, who's probably penciled in as a starter. Um, obviously was a top 50, actually, I think top 30 Juco in the country. And he's been here, been here for spring ball in the summer. And then probably Vernell Trent next to him. And uh, Jamal Johnson played last year as a true freshman. But if you can get another top 50 defensive, Juco defensive tackle here in Camilo Tangamoa, that middle of that defensive line could look pretty formidable compared to what we've seen in years past. So that's kind of the big thing. Um, they can't sign any other players because they've used up all their initial uh, signings for this year. Um, but Tangamoa would kind of be that late addition. That's obviously already signed and people expect him to be here but making sure he gets to campus is kind of their big last summer thing. Uh, should that happen? And it should happen. He thinks in July. So with uh, Tonga Moa, is it just waiting for the grades to come in from Juco? Is it as simple as that? And wait and make sure that he gets his AA. Yeah. His situation, I think is more GPA related okay. than credit related. Um, the NCAA, you can go to a school with a 2.0 GPA, uh, but in the 2.0 situation, you just you have to sit out for a year, and obviously that would burn a year of eligibility um, that they don't want to do because he's already used his redshirt. The two, you need a 2.5 GPA to be able to go and play. So I think the whole thing there was making sure he gets up to the 2.5 um, properly, and uh, if that happens, then I think he could come and play right away. And obviously that's the ideal situation for both sides. So. With the football right now kind of uh, a little bit in the in the dead period, when do you think they really start to ramp up, and when do the guys get back on campus and start to work out before the workouts begin for real in August? Yeah, that should begin here soon. So recruiting dead period um, started, I think uh, it was June 26th, and that will go through July 9th. And okay. so the staff has kind of been all over the – you know, all over on vacation, and this is the, kind of the one time of the year that you can even get away if you're the staff because even when there's dead periods other times of the year, you're with your team or you're in the spring or you're watching film and that sort of thing. So this is the one time of the year where the staff really gets away 
at Iowa State and across the country. So it's pretty quiet in terms of there's no visits going on for recruiting. As for the players, I think a lot of the players have got a little break and kind of are off, but that's what, they should start getting back um, here in the later part of July. And, you know, two weeks from this past Sunday is Big 12 Media Days on uh, July 17th. Um, so, you know, once Media Days come around, all of a sudden things ramp up quick. I think Iowa State's Media Day in Ames is August 3rd. So once we kind of get to mid-July, I think it's going to pop up quick with fall camp and all that stuff, and football season will be here right right after that. Last thing for me, uh, Alex, I'll let Jimmy B finish up with you. Uh, looking at the incoming class, we've talked a lot about the JUCOs and the help they need, especially along that defensive line. Uh, give me a name or two. Maybe you've heard some rumblings with the guys going through a couple workouts that might be out of the true freshman group that have a chance to play coming up this season. Yeah, there's definitely a few guys that I think will play and uh, have good shots going into fall camp. Uh, one of them is uh, not surprising. It, it's a position that they don't necessarily need someone to play at right away, but Josh Johnson from Arkansas, he was one of their top recruits in the class, um, about 5'10", 5'11", receiver, but his wingspan is 6'2", so he can play inside or outside. Um, I was at a couple camps, and he was out there working by himself, and it just sounds like he's doing a ton of work and really impressing them, and maybe they registered him because they don't necessarily need a receiver, but if he, if he can really play, I think he could move up on that depth start. Maybe they will just play him. But in terms of you know guys that I think have impressed the staff and have the physical size to play in or are probably at positions of need, Orion Vance from Cedar Rapids, Washington's in that as a linebacker. And I've seen him up close, and he's just got the size that he could probably play early if it's um, you know, playing a little bit at linebacker and helping on special teams. Uh, him and Jake Hummel um, are both linebackers who have kind of been thrown around that they could play early. And then in that cornerback position, you know, O.J. Tucker um, ha- already has some size. I think he's 190 pounds. He's a true freshman defensive back. And Richard Bowens third has been here all spring at that cornerback position. So there's some guys, I think, probably a handful of guys there that could play early because they have the size and a combination of also, you know, maybe their spots to battle for in fall camp. All right, last week, uh, Trent and I were hammered on the show. So we did the old proverbial W and L. Uh, for Iowa State and Iowa, and we basically came down to five and seven or six and six. Are you in that area, or do you see something different? Yeah, that's that's kind of the area I am. I'm in. I think right now, um, I haven't really thought about it on a game by game basis, other than a couple of those non conference games. But I'm kind of in that five and seven area with, you know, if a few things go right, they could still be competing for a bowl game in those last few weeks and, and maybe make it. Actually saw Athlon put out its full projections and I think Iowa State misses by going five and seven. So I think a lot of people seem to be in that area of Iowa State could be right on the verge of a bowl, but I think obviously there's always those couple of swing games in there. You know, could it be Iowa, a game that I'll have probably has a lot of unknowns. You know, Texas, I think the way too early line came out for that and Texas was only a four point favorite and that's mm-hmm. a Thursday night in Ames. Yep. So there's a couple of swing games in there that maybe get you to that six, but I'm kind of in that, that five range right now if they can you know, not slip up in the non-conference. Alex Hoffman with 24-7 Sports. It is CycloneAlert.com on the Draft House 50 hotline. Alex, we'll let you get back to it. Twins, uh, well, we need another win tonight against the Angels. What do you think? Yeah, they, I think they're going for the sweep, if I'm not mistaken. And, yes. Oh, mm-hmm. I think they lost Yeah, yeah the sweep. So uh, it'd be interesting, I think. I thought they were going to start to fall apart there in late June, and then they salvage things. So, see if they get to that All Star break uh, above five hundred. It'd be a good thing, and Miguel Sano part of that All Star mix. He Thanks, is. Alex, for your time. 
Yep, thanks, guys. See you, Alex. That's Alex Halstead, 24-7 Cyclone Alert. If you're a Cyclone fan, that's where you get your complete information from, from Cyclone Alert. On the Draft House 50, Hotline Mills, Civic Parkway, West Des Moines. Speaking of those twins, I came across a number I wanted to throw to you. Okay. Uh, with another one of their youngsters, Byron Buxton. All right. A lot of people consider him to be maybe even a bust at this point in yeah, time. Yeah, I've heard that. I've heard that uh, tossed out. It's been rumbled with hit a homer yesterday. He looked did. good defensively. We know he is still. Yes. I mean, yeah. if you're going to find anybody better, I'd be surprised by that. But what he's done defensively for this team. Some numbers though that might surprise you coming up on the other side. All right, hmm, Jimmy B. Interesting. I'll have to pay attention for a change. Jimmy B. and TC, the big talker, seventeen hundred. Seventeen hundred K B G G is the big talker in Des Moines with Jimmy B. and TC, noon to three. Sports talk that rocks. Seventeen hundred K B G G. Summer is here, and when the storms hit and your roof leaks, it's time to call Wolf Construction. From a complete re-roof to just fixing that leaky roof. The roofing staff has experience working with many different roof systems with Wolf Construction and a knowledge of how the roof system works best for your home. Wolf Construction will do their best to honor you with timely communication, a job well done, and a price that's fair. Wolf Construction Roofing, 515-225-8866 or online wolfconstruction.net do you have building projects to be done around the house? My husband and I are going through quite the home renovation. We realize we're always borrowing a trailer from a friend for hauling furniture, picking up building supplies, and trips to the dump, if it was available. We found Lacasey Trailer Sales in Grinnell. Josh showed us all the options Lacasey Trailer Sales had in stock. Cargo, utility, and equipment are just a few. Josh helped us decide which trailer worked best for our needs. Lacasey Trailer Sales in Grinnell had exactly what we were looking for and affordable pricing. Visit Lacasey Trailer Sales and Truck Accessories or call 641-990-2674. I'm glad we went with Casey, and you will be too. Can you finish this little ad phrase? American Express, don't leave home. Right, most people know it's don't leave home without it. But this message isn't about credit cards. It's about how your memory works. Why is it you remember certain ad messages and literally hundreds of songs that you never set out to memorize? That's the power of sound. It can make a good tune or a good idea stick. Now here's a question. Would you like to learn the five secrets of making a message for your business sticky, you know, memorable and powerful? Then just call us and ask to speak to our ad strategy manager. He'd be glad to share them with you, no obligation. The good thing is, with radio, you can afford to get sticky. Then when someone's in the market for what you sell, who are they going to remember? If you want them to remember you, take advantage of radio. The power of sound. Hi, this is Rick Nixon. If you'd like to learn the five secrets of a powerful campaign, just call me here at the station, 331-9200. We're glad to share them. 1700 KBGG is the big talker in Des Moines with Dave Ramsey talking about your money and your life. This is a show where we take more calls than any other talk show in North America. The reason is, is we talk about you right in front of you every day. So thanks for being here. The Dave Ramsey Show on the big talker. 1700 KBGG. Count it down. Let's hear a great debt-free stream. Right, three, two, one. I'm debt-free! Yeah!
It's baseball season, and if you're looking for a place to go for all the MLB games, make it Draft House 50 Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Cubs, Twins, Royals, White Sox, Cardinals, even the Brew Crew, or an out-of-market game. Draft House 50 has you covered with the MLB Extra Innings Package. Upscale bar food, an amazing beer selection, and on the weekends, brunch and Bloody Mary Bar every Saturday and Sunday, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Draft House 50 Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Your Honor, I stand before you to prove that AT&T's two-year price guarantee is the ultimate all-included bundle experience. Order! I submit Exhibit A, DirecTV Select all-included package with over 145 channels. Exhibit B, monthly fees for Wi-Fi Gateway, Genie HD DVR, and three additional receivers included. Objection! Overruled! Exhibit C, reliable high-speed internet and digital home phone. Order! And to close, lock in your bundle price at $89.99 a month for two years with AT&T. The court rules in favor of AT&T. Call your local dealer now. Switch to DirecTV today and start enjoying the nation's number one satellite TV service. Call Rockstar Satellite at 515-262-STAR. That's Rockstar Satellite at 515-262-STAR. For us, 24-month TV and 12-month internet agreements and combined billing. New approved customers only must remain active and in good standing on all services or then prevailing rates apply in second year. Prorated ETF up to $480 for TV, $180 for internet, equipment, non-return, and other fees and conditions apply. Call for details. Offer ends 121.17. Hi, folks. Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here, inviting you to visit our full-service gun shop. Whether you are precision rifle shooting, competing in handgun matches, or just out plinking with the family, we have everything you might need. We offer all types of firearms, ammunition, and accessories, as well as all types of gunsmithing services. We've been here since 1988, and we won't be undersold by the big stores, and no one can match our service after the sale. We're on the corner of 70th and Douglas in Urbandale, or we can be reached at 515-331-1577. We're JLM Shooter Supply. See you soon. Jim Brunson, Trent Condon, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700 KBGG. Live from the Wolf Construction Studio. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. Here's Jim and Trent. All right, everybody. We've got uh, Bill Bender from Sporting News College Football coming up in roughly about, what, 10 minutes from now? Maybe mm. even a little faster? 10 minutes, roughly? 12. 12. Okay. 12. Look, I'm not an exact science here, all right? <laughs> I think know. most people know that if they've listened <laughs> yes. to this show. Yes, they know. They know. <laughs> Math is not one of your strengths. <laughs> so, at any rate, you were going to uh, drop some uh, info on me about uh, Buxton. Yeah, uh, some interesting numbers about the Twins' Byron Bucks, and this comes from Aaron Gleeman. Aaron Gleeman, he is the editor over at Baseball Perspectives, and uh guy lives in Minneapolis, big Twins guy. Okay. He's followed the Twins for years and years and been a blogger that I've followed for a long time. But uh, So first of all, how old do you think Byron Buxton is? How, oh, how old is he? Yeah. Uh, 23. He is 23. 23 years and 199 days to be exact. God, I'm good. He has played 217 games in Major League Baseball up to this point. Okay. Three pretty well-known Twins center fielders at this point in this career, uh, their career. Mm-hmm. 29 years old, 199 days. Kirby Puckett, Torrey Hunter, Denard Spann, Aaron Hicks. Uh, they'd complied between the four of them. Yes. Combined for 19 games. He's played 217 already. Wow. Okay. At the same age that Buxton is, mm-hmm. Puckett was in single A. Kirby still Puckett. in single yes. A yes. when he was 23. Okay. Hunter and Spain were in triple A, and Aaron Hicks had played two weeks of his rookie season. 
it took Kirby Puckett. He didn't hit his first home run in the big leagues until he was 570 days older than Buxton is today. Buxton has 17 homers already in his career. What this comes down to is offensively, has it been a disappointment for Byron Buxton? It has. It has. People, at the very least, with his speed, mm-hmm. anticipated that he'd be hitting better than he has. That he'd slap some balls around and he'd beat the throw to first base. Sure. Now, he projects as he's not a strictly speed guy. He's not Billy Hamilton. No. He, he is much more than that. Okay. And he has shown pop all throughout his career, and you're seeing that already. He's a guy that probably at his peak is a 15 to 20 homer guy to go along with 45, 50 steals. I mean, that's what he projects as. You just got to get on base. The problem is the Twins continue to tinker with that swing. I I complained about that just a week ago. But Mm -hmm. sometimes it's easy to forget, especially guys that do come up so early in their career, just how young that they are. And that, I think, uh, provides maybe a little bit of solace for Twins fans out there that, hey, this guy's still young. He's 23. Kirby Puckett at this time was in single A. Torrey Hunter wasn't even in the big leagues yet. But it was a different constructed Minnesota Twins team back then. Mm, how so? Weren't they, weren't they, didn't they have more veteran-type players on the team back then instead what? of trying to rebuild with youth like what they've done here the last couple of seasons. No, when Pucka came up, it was the same thing. It was the same it deal. Was, it was Herbeck okay. coming up. It was Bernanski coming up. It was okay. Viola coming up. Okay. When those guys were coming up, they kind of all built together. Gotcha. Much like what's happening with Buxton. Okay. You're seeing the young crew with, with him and Sano and Kepler and, and all the young guys. That I just want to know who the freaking scout was that took so long to bring Kirby Puckett up. I'd have that guy. Well, Run out of town. Well, <laughs> worked out pretty well, right? It did work out well eventually. Yeah. But what took you so long? Well, you have to develop. It's different. It's not basketball, Jimmy B. I understand. Baseball takes a while yes, to develop. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. And we've seen plenty of guys that are called up too early mm-hmm. and are never able to recover. Are never able to put it. So I would say the scout or whoever made the decision call him up, you can't really kill him. Because he turned out to be a Hall of Famer. Well, he did. If you brought him up earlier. Maybe he wouldn't have, is what you're saying? That's what I'm saying. Shot his confidence all to pieces. You never know. Okay. You never know. All right. That's what you have to be concerned about. All right. I'll take take your word for it. We got baseball talk coming up later in the show. We got Chris Cotillo stopping by. We'll talk a lot of Major League Baseball with him. Jimmy B., as we uh, pass the halfway point, Mm -hmm. the Cubs are under 500. They stink. The Cubs are under 500. Let's let's stop with the platitudes. Let's slow down here a little bit. They don't stink. The what? Phillies stink. The Phillies, the Padres, the Giants. Yes. No, those are awful no, baseball. They're teams. deplorable. The Cubs just stink. The this is what and this is why I reference that. Is because they are coming off a World Series championship mm-hmm. and pretty much have the exact same lineup. Yeah, yeah. The ex- very close. Exact same lineup. Mm-hmm. And they're sucking pond water. And for the life of me, when you think that, okay, they're going to start to put a few wins together, and then they'll win four, maybe five, and then they get swept on the road in two different cities, or they'll win two, or the other night, I I have to tell this story, and I had forgotten about it until we just started this conversation. Okay. I'm at Draft House 50. What? What? Yeah. Well, there's a shocker. Shocking, right? Shocking. I, I'm already falling off my uh, stool yeah. here. Okay. Having All dinner. Right. Having dinner. Uh-huh. Cubs game on. 
Two guys, Cubs fans, and this is after they came back and beat the Washington Nationals in that uh, in extra innings. Remember that Thursday night? Yeah. Okay. All right. And it's the next night, and they're playing what? Cincinnati in Cincinnati, and no score in the game. And these guys are trying to convince me that that win is going to get them going. All right. That's the one. That's the win. We've right been there. waiting for. Yep. It. That, that, that was the one. Look okay. how they look how the offense has come together. Uh-huh. Look at what they did defensively. Look at how they're coming right now. Now they're really going to start to turn it on. And now look at them. It's this is what you are going to get out of the Cubs. Do I still think they can win this low life Central Division? Yes, I do. Because the division's dreadful right now. Milwaukee is leading. I wonder how many people have Milwaukee in their baseball pool to win the Central Division of the National League. Not many. <laughs> you would have got a good price, though. Yes, you would have. So, from that standpoint, the Cubs were the overwhelming betting favorite mm-hmm. in Vegas. Now, look, that's that still doesn't mean that they can't turn out at the end of the year to be that juggernaut that everybody thought they were going to be. We still got a, another half of baseball season to play. But don't sit and tell me that, oh, they came back. Look how great that was. Now they're going to take off. No. No. They struggled in Cincinnati. They're struggling against Tampa Bay. So I, And they're under 500. This is the way it is going to be, I think, Trent, maybe until we get all the way to September. It's difficult and, to disagree with. And, and to be honest with you, I'm not sure if they can put any distance between St. Louis, Milwaukee, mm-hmm. when we're in September. Yeah, I, Milwaukee doesn't look like they're going away. Uh, I mean, Braun's back healthy now. Yes, he is. You know, Thames is back hitting yeah. again. Shaw has been a nice story yeah. there. They got plenty of those guys, and and they brought up a lot of their, you know, guys that they're not the uber prospects. They got a couple of those guys still down on the farm, but. Guys like Broxton, you know, 24, 25, 26-year-old guys that are all kind of, they're starting to click together. They're getting enough out of the staff. Now, what I wonder, Chase Anderson went down with that oblique injury Mm -hmm. uh, last week. If this turns out, sometimes oblique injury is uh, you're up for three, four weeks. Yeah. Sometimes it's two months. Two months, yeah. If that's the case, you know, what they're going to do, because they need Anderson. Anderson's been their most consistent starting pitcher. Mm Mm-hmm all year for the Brew Crew, yep. and if they lose him for that extended time, do they say, you know, yes, we're in first place right now, but he's not going to be back until September 1? Realistically, we're not going to be able to stay in this thing. You know, that That's also going to change, I think, what Milwaukee is going to do and what they're going to be looking at. But the thing is, it's a fun race. It is. It's interesting. The Cardinals are still hanging around. Yeah, they are. Same kind of like the Cubs. Yeah. Can they catch fire? And and really, with the way this division is, you get a, you have one of those months. You have a month where you go twenty one and five. Right. You're going to run away and yeah. hide. Yeah. That's also the concerning part. If you're a Cubs fan, though, what if the Brewers do do that? Yes. You're not catching up, and you don't have the wild card that in past years you can rely on. Hey, you know what? We're not winning the division, but we're still going to win ninety three games. We're going to be good enough. Not happening now. Not good enough. Unless the Rockies continue to step back as they have, you're going to have to win a lot of games to get the wild card spot, to get the second wild card spot, right. which means you go on the road, 
You play one game, more than likely against the Diamondbacks, you have to go up against Grinky, and then you win that. Well, then you're shortened for a five-game series mm-hmm. against, more than likely, the Dodgers. Right. Good luck with that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that that's what you're facing yeah, yeah. if you even get to that spot. Would Cubs fans just be happy to make the playoffs? I think so. Just It continues the momentum. be three straight years in the playoffs. You're there. Hey, it's like the old uh, poker adage. Hey, just need a chip and a chair. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and, it, and in baseball yeah. anymore, we've seen so many wild card teams yeah. make it to the World Series, win World Series, where it's kind of that same thing. And, and for the Cubs fans, I'm sure it would be, hey, this wasn't the season that we anticipated, but we're here. It's not in the best position, but we're here. We have experience. We have guys. We have talent along with it. Let's take our shot here. Let's throw Lester out there in that wild game wild card and see what happens. I think... They would be happy just with that. Yes, would it be a disappointment from what they saw the last two years in terms of regular season success? Sure. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah I get you. But you get there, and you got a shot, and that's really all you can ask. Uh, quickly, we're going to uh, move to college football. Some stories right now. Uh, John Lackey on the mound already giving up runs to Tampa Bay. Imagine that. Cubs suck. So the other big story is Swaggy P, your boy. Swaggy P, Nick Young. Signs, one-year deal. With the Golden State Warriors. That is not a big story in Des Moines, Iowa. Swaggy P. Good God. We're going to talk college football on the other side. Swaggy! Bill Bender, he'll join us from the Sporting News. Iowa with the big grad transfer. What does that mean? We'll get Bill's thoughts and more in college football next year. Jimmy B and TC on the Big Talker. 1700 live from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studios. Hey, Des Moines, I'm Dave Ramsey. Join me every Monday through Friday from 9 to noon. Courtesy of Mediacom Careers. On 1700. KBGG. Hey, it's Jimmy B. And TC for Draft House 50 on Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Hey, Draft House 50 has 47 big screen TVs for great viewing of any game. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, golf, tennis, you name it. Hey, the Draft House 50 can get it, even cricket? Draft House 50 has a sensational menu featuring specialty burgers, steak, salads, and so much more. And on Saturday and Sunday, beginning at 10 a.m., it's brunch, which includes a terrific Bloody Mary bar. The Draft House 50, a place for sports, great food, and drinks. Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. You don't need a thermometer to tell you it's hot and getting hotter, but you might need Scott's Turf Builder with SummerGuard. Right now, you can save up to 10 bucks at the Home Depot. Turf Builder with SummerGuard helps lawns absorb water and nutrients, guarding against longer days, higher heat, and little rain. In other words, summer. Be on guard with Scott's Turf Builder with SummerGuard, and right now, save up to 10 bucks from the number one retailer for Scott's fertilizer, the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Valid through July 5th. AutoZone presents Keeping Cool. When the AC is on the fritz, your commute becomes a hot mess. Luckily, AutoZone carries AC Pro Refrigerant that helps restore cold air in only 10 minutes. Now get 20 ounces of AC Pro Refrigerant with hose and gauge for just $34.99 after $5 mail-in rebate. So visit your local AutoZone. With over 5,000 locations, the right supplies and good advice are just around the corner. Let's get you what you need. See store for restrictions and details. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Your car's in pretty good shape. If it's only six or seven years old, you just commute to work every day and take the occasional road trip. Sometimes you drive around just so your dog can hang his head out the window. 
Your car doesn't have to be old to accumulate miles. Pennzoil High Mileage is for any vehicle with 75,000 miles or more on it. It's specially formulated to reduce oil consumption and leaks and reduce engine wear. Pennzoil High Mileage, because before you know it, you'll be on the road again. Make the switch to Pennzoil at an AutoZone near you. You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next-day installation, 515-262-STAR. At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest. But we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. As many of you know, severe weather and hail swept through central Iowa and the Des Moines metro. Wolf Construction was here long before these storms, and will be here long after. We're much more than a pickup and a ladder. Our roofing team is here to serve you for years to come. With our one-day get-it-done approach, we're known as a roofing machine. Call Wolf Construction for a free estimate at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. At Wolf Construction, we take your roof personally. Jim Brenson, Trent Condon, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700KBGG. Live from the Wolf Construction Studio, sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. Here's Jim and Trent. Hey, everybody, welcome back. Let's uh, quickly update you on the Cubs game. Is it one to nothing right now, still in favor of Tampa Bay? One nil is the score. A couple runners on for the Cubs, but uh, look like a strikeout there from Blake Snell. As uh, the Cubs at home again against Joe Madden's Ooh, old Zobris team. Zobris goes down with a check swing called third strike. Two on, two outs. We'll keep you up to date on the Cubs. But right now it's time to talk football. Bill Bender from the Sporting News. He joins us on the Draft House 50 hotline. A look at a myriad of different things. But, uh, Bill, we got to start with some news on the 4th of July. Iowa gets a grad transfer running back. Nothing like that to uh, uh, kind of slow things down and, and maybe get people talking about football again here on July 4th. Yeah, you know, it's, it's time. You know, that's, that's good news for the Hawkeyes, obviously. And then you get into media days next week. So that's kind of what I've been doing is just kind of putting my head down, getting ready for media day. And, um, you know, it starts with SEC next week. And before you know it, we'll be, we'll be the Big Ten. Uh, what do you know about uh, James Butler that they got out of Nevada? Look, we we looked at some video clips. I saw him once or twice because I'm an up uh, up late guy and I watch West Coast football, and I saw him a couple of times. Talented back, uh, and and he can catch it as well coming out of the backfield. Well, the first thing I'm going to have to do is you know go in and change our list because he was a top 25 running back. Um, mm-hmm. I think the the coaching change there had everything to do with it. I think he wanted to be in a scheme that showcases him. I was going to be a good fit for him, and I you know. I know with Wadley and him, that's an interesting tandem because that's, I look at Wadley as a guy that's kind of a, like a multi-purpose back. You know, he was pretty good out of the backfield. And then Butler's more of your kind of hammer runner. And if you've watched the clips like you did, then you mm-hmm. can see that, you know, he can get through between the tackles and, the, and is the kind of running back that Kirk Ferentz, you know, he's had success with, with in the past. You know, another thing, uh, looking at the numbers, he's a guy that caught the ball out of the backfield, a big part of that upset victory last year against Michigan was Wadley's play out of the backfield, catching balls, uh, coming out of that position. Uh, we haven't seen Iowa use uh, guys like that in the slot a whole lot, doing some different things, but now with Brian Ferentz in charge of the offense, possibility maybe we could see these guys playing together a little bit out there, Bill? They should, because you want your best athletes on the field. I think some of that 
hinges on Iowa's receivers. I mean, if you don't have guys that, that can really threaten down the field, I mean, if Iowa's receivers don't have success that early in the season, not saying they can't do it, but then, you know, why not put Wadley in the slot? Why not get Butler out there and create some mismatches? And, that, yeah, I'm glad you brought that game up because Wadley against Michigan was one of the best performances of the year by the running back uh, in terms of both ways, running the football and catching it. So, I mean, if Iowa will incorporate more of that into the offense, it can't hurt at all. We're having a conversation right now with Bill Bender, Sporting News, College Football, on the Draft House 50 hotline, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Bill, all of these new uh, uh, polls are coming out and talking about all of the top players in college football this year. And it seems to me that it's going to be the year of the quarterback. And with all of the top guys that they are talking about, it seems like all of the top 25 schools all have a top QB. That doesn't happen uh, every year. So why is this year so special? Yeah, you know, we, we, we did a lot of these lists already, and I'm working on the top 40 players right now. Okay. For- and there's like eight or nine quarterbacks on there. Like I don't have the exact count. I think it goes all the way down to like Quentin Flowers. But mm-hmm. when you're looking at guys like, I think part of it, to answer your question, would be experience. Guys like uh, Mason Rudolph and Trace McSorley and, you know, even Lamar Jackson, they've, they've been in the scheme for a while, and they're going to have big years. I think Sam Darnold's at the front of that for a lot of reasons. Um but, yeah, there, there's a lot of talented quarterbacks. I think the SEC is really loaded. I think the Big 12, you have to have a quarterback to win. Big Ten's interesting, though, because outside of Barrett, um, McSorley, I, I'd maybe lump Wilton State in there. The, the, there's a lot of quarterback questions across the conference if you look at it. You know, Bill, you mentioned uh, USC and Darnold, and I saw your top 25. You had USC at number two. I guess I'm just a, a little bit concerned. They are back to being the hunted once again. They got that target on their back, and, and we just haven't seen this group be able to go through that, handle that type of thing. Am I reading too much into it, or, or is there a real possibility of maybe a step back after that great second half last year from the Trojans? No, your concerns are all valid because, I mean, you know, can they do it for a full year? USC was not good in September last year, and, you want to see Darnold do it the whole year with all that hype lumped on him. I mean, USC is a program where the hype can get out of control fast, and it happened under Lane Kiffin a few times. So I'm not saying this is going to be that bad, but, I mean, you know, the dangers are there. I think the biggest concern with them over the spring was there were so many injuries on the offensive line. And if you don't have a good offensive line, you're not going to be very good. I think they've got the talent, um, you know, recruited around Darnell, Darnold, that they're going to be pretty good. But, uh, yeah, I still trust it, though. I trust him. I trust their path because I don't think the Pac-12 is quite as brutal as the Big Ten or the ACC Atlantic or even the Big 12 where, you know, their margin for error is probably less than somebody out of the Pac-12, especially a program of USC's caliber. Having a conversation with Bill Bender of the Sporting News on the Draft House 50 hotline. Bill, there's a lot of talk, and, and obviously everybody is getting ready for the first clown show uh, otherwise known as the Southeast Conference Media Day, uh, have are media days? I mean, nothing approaches the Super Bowl when everybody and their brother shows up. But 
are they trending that way, at least in your opinion, where you get more than just the reporters there trying to do a job? Yeah, I think, you know, when I go to a media day, I approach it a little differently. I, I get less concerned with what they say in the now and try to build up some stories for, you know, later in the spring and have a reference point for, or later in the summer, rather, or have a reference point for the fall that, you know, if Urban Meyer points out a guy that, that you think will be good or, uh, you know, same with Ferentz, and you kind of just, I use it to listen. It's just getting harder and harder to listen because the crowds are bigger. Right. The, uh, yeah. the microphones are more, but I enjoy them. I enjoy because part of it is, and same as talking to you guys every week, is um, part of it for me is I get to put the, a face to like a lot of the names that I talk to during the season in the media business. And, and we're, uh, over the last few weeks, as you guys have noticed, uh, those numbers are going down, unfortunately. No, no doubt about it. Hey, uh, two more teams I want to get your thoughts on from the SEC East. Georgia and Auburn, both teams that kind of getting a little bit of buzz. Georgia, second year, Kirby Smart there. A couple of dynamic running backs to go along with Eason. And then, and then Auburn with Jarrett Stidham coming in. Are these teams nice 9-3, and three, maybe even 10-2 and two types of teams? Or with a break here or there, are these national championship contenders? Well, I think we're kind of begging for one of those two teams in particular to step up and, and challenge Alabama. Uh, whether it's Auburn with the hype that's coming with them with Stidham, I think they're going to be pretty good. Mm-hmm. And, and if, if I had to pick one of the two that I think will actually challenge Alabama, I think it could be them. But but we got to see them go against Clemson first there in early September. Georgia has a lot of guys coming back, and I'm probably going to pick them to win the SEC East, but um, I do it with that kind of like you feel a little uneasy about it. Kind I was all – and I've been telling people this all summer – I. I'll admit it. I was all in on Tennessee last year, and that was that's the kind of danger of this this part of the season is you get caught up in the hype a little bit. We all do it. I do it all the time, and and you know they ended up being a nine and four team that fell a little short. When you when you start to really knuckle down and and take a look at the teams, I mean we know there are probably at least seven teams that would be good enough to be in that final four, Bill. Is there an outside team, like Washington came out of nowhere last year, is there a team that you're looking at right now that could be this year's Huskies? Oklahoma State, it's their time to do it. You know, they've got the experienced quarterback. I mentioned Rudolph earlier. They've got, you know, probably the most exciting wide receiver in the game in James Washington. They've used that formula before and gotten close, and that was in the BCS era. Um you know, the team with Whedon, they, they had a really good team that year that, that really could have maybe done it. So I think this is their opportunity, given that Oklahoma's breaking in a new coach, Texas is bringing in a new coach, they've got all the tough ones at home and a Big 12 championship game to do it. I think that's the team kind of outside of the top ten, and, and some people have them in the top ten, that it's kind of a, not a now or never, but uh, now it's time for Oklahoma State to show us if they can really do it. So uh, Heisman odds have been out for a while. I'm looking at some updated ones right now. Bill, I like to play this game with Jimmy B. I just hand over a crisp $100 bill, but you do have to place it on this wager. Where would Bill Bender's $100 go if he was betting on who's going to win the Heisman Trophy in 2017? Well, I don't know if I have a hundred dollars right now. I just spent it all on vacation. We're, we're but, giving uh, you one, Billy. Okay, as long as long as you guys are floating the bill. No, I, I would. You know, if I'm betting the Heisman, I'd start here. You say, well, 
nobody but a quarterback or running backs won it since 97, Charles Woodson. So just confine it to running backs and quarterbacks. Um, I would probably put a lot of, like, I'd say, I'll, I'll do it for you this way. I'd put 30 on Darnold, 30 on Jalen Hurts. So I think I'm getting at really good odds, and I think Alabama's the best bet to win their conference. And then uh, 20 on Barkley, 10 on um, – 10 on Lamar Jackson, and then I've got like five bucks left. I mean, I'd probably, 10 bucks left, I'd put five on JT Barrett, and then five on, I've left, another run. Like I, I, Darius Geis for LSU, because I think he could put up some numbers. So, but of course, I say all this, and, and, and the Heisman, as you guys know, yeah. I mean, Lamar Jackson came out of nowhere, yeah. RG3 yeah. came out of nowhere. It's a tough one to pick. I, I didn't hear you re- reference Sam Darnold at USC. No, I put him in there. I said I'd put 20 or 30 on oh, him. Oh, you would? I think okay. He's the, I would start with Darnold and Jalen Hurts. And, okay. and Jalen Hurts, I probably am a little higher on him than everybody else, but new offensive coordinator, set up for success. And he was kind of on the fringe last year with the combined running and passing. I think he's a guy that could really I, – and I'm assuming I didn't look at the odds, Trent. They've got to yeah. be pretty good. Yeah, for Hurts, you'd get it at 18-1 to 1 right now. Darnold is the favorite, plus 350, so not a whole lot of value there. Uh, Barrett, second choice at 9-1. to 1. Lamar Jackson at 10-1. to 1. Then it gets into Baker Mayfield, Jake Browning, and uh, Stidham all at 12-1 to 1, along with Saquon Barkley. So those are the odds as they're currently constructed. Always a lot of fun. And, and Bill, I think we learn a lot about you there. You like to spread that money around. Go with a lot of You're not just making one big bet. Yeah, I know, I, Jimmy. Jimmy probably puts a hundred on one guy and lets it ride. That's I'm what I did. Yeah, yeah. That's what I did. <laughs> and he likes those long shots too. He wants to turn that hundred into a couple thousand quick. That's me. Yeah, you guys sound like my my college roommate. Whenever we go to the casino, he would uh, he'd put fifty on the roulette wheel and turn his back. I was like, that's not gambling. And you know, you want to be here for more than an hour. You know what? I, so uh, you got to teach people. Yeah, absolutely. Bill, always good learning from you. Bill Bender with the Sporting News on College Football. We'll talk again soon. Hope you had a good fourth, Billy, and uh, and thanks for your time as always. Anytime, guys. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. You got it, Bill. Thank you. It's always fun having Bill on. He, he always takes time for us. Anytime you contact him, yep. he says, no, man, when do you need me? Exactly. I, I'm great. He's, he's great. And anytime we're talking college football is a good time. Yeah, it is. Uh, we're going to come right back. Uh, 220, we're going to switch to Major League Baseball. Chris Cotillo will be our guest, uh, SB Nation. That's coming up at 220. Jimmy B and TC, the big talker, 1700. The big games play here. Westwood One Sports on Des Moines Station for News Talk Sports. 1700 KBGG. Trust, quality, value. Just some of the words that have been used by Wolf Construction Roofing customers to describe their experience. Wolf Construction Roofing works on residential and commercial roofing, including single-family and multi-family homes, tear-offs, specialty roofing, and gutters. Wolf Construction has grown into a roofing machine that installs and re-roofs nearly 2 million square feet of roofing each year. Wolf Construction has been given the Super Service Award from Angie's List and is accredited with the Better Business Bureau. Call them today for your free estimate. Wolf Construction Roofing, 515-216-3643. That's 515-216-3643. And online, wolfconstruction.net. 
Hi folks, Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here, inviting you to visit our full-service gun shop. Whether you are precision rifle shooting, competing in handgun matches, or just out plinking with the family, we have everything you might need. We offer all types of firearms, ammunition, and accessories, as well as all types of gunsmithing services. We've been here since 1988, and we won't be undersold by the big stores, and no one can match our service after the sale. We're on the corner of 70th and Douglas in Urbandale, or we can be reached at 515-331-1577. We're JLM Shooter Supply. See you soon. You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next-day installation, 515-262-STAR. Introducing the new Lucky Charm Shake at Burger King. It's a mix of hand-spun vanilla-flavored soft serve, tasty bits of Lucky Charm cereal, and memories of watching Saturday morning cartoons in your PJs. The new Lucky Charm Shake at Burger King. Relive your childhood in a cup. Maybe it's the magical marshmallow pieces flying up your straw. Maybe it's the magically delicious taste. Whatever the reason, it's a good reason to head over to a Burger King restaurant and try one now. Only at Burger King. Also, try the Fruit Loop Shake now at Burger King. Shakes available for a limited time only. Participation varies. You don't need a thermometer to tell you it's hot and getting hotter. But you might need Scott's Turf Builder with SummerGuard. Right now, you can save up to 10 bucks at the Home Depot. Turf Builder with SummerGuard helps lawns absorb water and nutrients, guarding against longer days, higher heat, and little rain. In other words, summer. Be on guard with Scott's Turf Builder with SummerGuard. And right now, save up to 10 bucks from the number one retailer for Scott's fertilizer, the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Valid through July 5th. Just announced, during the Ford Summer Sales Event, get 0% financing for 72 months, plus an additional $1,000 on top of your trade-in. It's summer's hottest deal on vehicles like Ford Focus, Fusion, Escape, and Edge. Offer ends July 5th. Take on Summer Right with Ford, America's best-selling brand, and save big across a full lineup of Ford vehicles. Get 0% financing for 72 months, plus $1,000 on top of your trade-in. Hurry in to the summer sales event, going on now only at your Midwest Ford dealers. Best-selling based on 2016 sales. Not all buyers qualify for Ford credit financing. 72 months at $1,389 per month per $1,000 financed, regardless of down payment. Trade Assist Cash requires trade-in of 95 or newer vehicle or lease terminated 30 days prior to or 90 days after delivery. Not available on Focus RS. See dealer or go to buyfordnow.com for complete details. Take new delivery from dealer stock by July 5th, 2017. 